gosh, I, I forgot I even had that in my pack. Yeah, that's the craziest part, man. I, if Joe flicked my ear, I'd probably conk him in the forehead. Welcome back, everybody, to Kafaro Cast. This is part two of the pack dump. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. The pack dump Q&A podcast. We got lists of questions, both from Aaron's social media and Kafaro uh, Cast social media, Kafaro social media. So Aaron is here. He's back in the building. Got a new whip. Yeah, I do have a new whip. New whip, new ride. Got Kenzie and Colin here as well. You What's guys have up? a new whip? Hello. Oh, no, and you need a you new whip. You know what a whip is? Yeah, my whip is dying. I think it's a car, right? Yeah, see? New cool ride. guys. Swag. Yeah, I, I love that new Baja Super Duty. That thing is <clears throat> sweet. I didn't plan, I wasn't going to get a diesel, but. That- hey, is it a diesel? Yeah, it's got a Hemi. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 6 7, just like the, you know, the Super Duty. Yeah. I have a diesel. Should we race? Yes. You don't want none. <laughs> I, think he, I think he could pull your car faster than your car goes, maybe. I think we should try. You guys have a Don't trailer? Get me. <laughs> Why do you guys have a diesel? Why not? That is a good question. That's, a, do- that's a question for Babe. Oh, okay. Do you guys tow anything? Yeah, we had camper. Oh, well, there you go. That's enough. That makes sense. All Boys, right. stuff I, like that. Yeah. I just always get, because I'm looking to get a new truck and I have a buddy who's, you know, the big gearhead. And I told him I wanted to get the Ford Super Duty with the 7.3 liter uh, That's V8. what I ordered. There's yeah. one coming for me if you want to buy it. <laughs> Trimmer, 37s. Harley suspension. Sounds pretty nice. <laughs> uh, and everyone tells me, I'll go with a diesel because it lasts so much longer. And it's like, I don't understand this argument. It's like, this, this is good you're bringing this up because I had to deal with seven days of people. It's so weird. It's like, it's going to last you for a hundred years. And yes. I was like, I, the truck will probably be destroyed <laughs> by then. And I, maybe I want something new. I don't know. Like, so I fell for it when my husband ma- told me that. About? He said, this truck is a unicorn and we had to buy it. So here we <laughs> go. Throwing him under the bus. <laughs> Here's both sides of the, the fence. Cause I had a lot of guys tell me to get a diesel, which I ended up getting, but that was uh, two reasons. One, the suspension on that's a lot different. If you're only on a truck for five years, about all I own one. That throws out that it'll last forever right out the fucking yeah. window. Next, what would you say, babe? Bay, bay, babe, not bay. I'm not what, cool enough for that. What uh, what do you think he spends on an oil change? Oh, he does them. Okay, so what do you? How, well, he still oh, spends I don't money. Know. I don't. I don't ask. So that's two hundred and fifty dollars at a minimum to change the oil on a diesel. Fifteen quarts. Good so lord. So maintenance Every, and uh, what, working 5, on a diesel is more expensive. Um. So, and then I have to put premium fuel if I get a uh, supercharged or a turbo gas engine, which is a little bit more than, than diesel. A diesel, this one's a little different. It's locked up front and rear, um, gets stuck in grass. I mean, they're not good. Now I have a Can-Am, which going back and forth, I can pull the Can-Am off when I need a four wheel. Um, but I don't, they're also eleven to $15,000 more. Yeah. Um, that's to a buy big a thing. Diesel. So I ordered the 7.3 Goliath and I had 150 million people tell me that was smart and I had another 150 million people tell I was retarded. <laughs> um, and and it, the doors, I, I'm not towing horse trailers. I don't need a 6.7 turbo diesel. Like mm. Now that thing is nice driving up the mountain. Um, the Raptor would beat it off the line by a lot, the Baja Raptor. Um, that though... You're at a steep incline going 80. That thing will crush it. It's <laughs> so you just want to go fast. Doesn't really matter. 
Well, no, no. How this worked, um, I had ordered a 7.3 Goliath platinum trimmer. I got a hold of Colorado Off-Road. They ordered the Carly backcountry suspension uh, lift, uh, which is three and a half inches, and then 37s um, with fuel rims, um, winch, the whole nine yards. And we were worried if that was going to come in the next four months. Um, well, I called four day, five days ago and was like, hey, Robert, he's the GM at the dealership, and was like, hey, is this thing going to make it? He's like, you know, kind of funny. Uh, hold on. I'm going to walk outside, take some pictures. A guy ordered that, couldn't afford it. They only <laughs> made 250 of them. Yeah. Um, did you want to buy this? And I kind of went back and forth because I'm like, it's a diesel. Fuck, it's expensive. Um, Sean, uh, Jesus, uh, Shaw, Brian, Brian Shaw, Shaw tried to snake it out from under me. So he called and he's like, hey, the, the sales rep trying to take this so Brian can buy it. And I'm like, fuck it, I'll buy it. And so. <laughs> who, knows, who knows if that was even true? Could have been a sales tactic. I messaged him. It was, it was true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's badass. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a super duty um, with the, sus the suspension is ridiculous on it. And then obviously. Um, I'm, I got to take it to a diesel guy and have it faster, but tune it up. Cause it's not quite fast enough. <laughs> not, yeah, you never but, have enough horsepower. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are we ready? So it does or doesn't have a Hemi. Well, just kidding. A hem do you know what Hemi means? <laughs> yeah, I know what it is. No, you're no, fucking, no, you're not, not what it you're, is. You're, 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 you're it fucking stroking, not coming. You know what Hemi means? <laughs> the engine? Yeah. The Hemi engine. Yeah. It's not, it's a V8 engine. No. What does Hemi come from? Why is Dodge. it called? Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm referencing fucking. Hemispherical oh, engine. Oh, God damn it. No, I'm. <laughs> oh, of course I, I know what it is. It's I an engine. I am referencing <laughs> Joe Dirt. <laughs> of course so I know a, what a Hemi is. A Hemi is Do you know engine. what mechanics are, I guess boy? the air goes around it. Uh, hemispherical, so huh. it cools different. So that's where the Hemi comes from, hemispherical. Damn. Thanks, Grandpa. No I'm just talking about Joe Dirt. I know, dude. right? <laughs> um, no, when you're, but that this, um, the mechanics, because he was going back and forth to get a diesel or not, just helping me out. He, he said the one thing good about this engine is it's, there's no more, re it's been, it, like it's tuned out to perfection because it's been on the market for a while. Mm -hmm. That is one thing. Because the last time I bought a, a diesel was in 2000. Three maybe, and I think it was when they went from the five seven to seven three, and that motherfucker had forty recalls in the first month. They would yeah. just die in the middle of an intersection, like, and not start back up. Yeah, um, that's when they got the moniker of "found on road dead." <laughs> so, what do you think, Frank? <laughs> I just like Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I should watch that then. Fireworks are good. You've got a lot of homework. Fire I know. Good. I gotta start <laughs> writing the them sky down. Blue. <laughs> 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 positive track root all right all right kick <laughs> us off yeah let's go give these to you guys because cool. i don't read good okay. all right so the first one is just a fun one how's luke doing luke luke was here yesterday he picked up some uh skulls that david and uh honors well i think maybe just david did uh euro on his antelope doing better justin yeah. right yeah he's doing better i think he had a little bit of a this week <laughs> he had the row he had the row row did he actually get coronavirus yeah, oh, it, but. why is that like a taboo thing to say like if all these people are getting it like why aren't people posting it have you noticed like, that it's like embarrassing right. to have 
Like, like, you have, it's like, like, an it's STD. like you have an STD. Yeah. I would never post that. I got the cold. It's though. like a social STD. I would. Oh, you would? Oh. Absolutely. Oh, I'm gross when I'm sick. I'm just lay there like a blob. Yeah. Yep. That sounds lovely. Yeah, I don't know if he's. I don't. Know, <laughs> I, he did post about it. I don't think he was embarrassed. Yeah. What did he, he had COVID? He did. Yeah. No, he posted I mean, about a, it. He got better in like five days. He's yeah. he's got asthma and he's fat, so yeah, he survived. He is not know. fat. <laughs> Sorry, Luke, you're not fat. I mean, buddy. I, well, with a pH, he is. And he's a feeder, right. not a runner, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a gatherer. Now he's doing better. He's a little congested, but he's doing well. Um. Okay. How do you find a good hunting partner? I, I don't know on that one. I Actually, think it's a more of a. Let's turn a, this around, Mackenzie. How do you find a good husband? Because it's the same thing. Really? Yeah, I would say. Well, I worked with him for a while and hung out and it was fun. But what were some of the char- characteristics he had? I liked his laugh. Very loud. Uh, that's weird. Okay, yeah. what okay. else? Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Santa you Claus. You made it weird. Blah, ha. Um, oh, ho, ho. So, no. Wow, no. That, no okay. Dependable. Yep. Brings you up when you're down, right? Um, I thought that was her job. You need to bring him up too in two different ways. But... Um, <laughs> I would say the things that reliability yeah. probably number one. Yeah, you need needs to be semi reliable, not annoying, semi dependable, which those are different. Uh, and for to me, um, you know, they need to be in a good mood and they need to be not totally fucking worthless. I would say those are characteristics you need in a spouse or a husband, like similar similar morals and ethics, probably. Yeah, yeah. I would say similar sim- similar fitness level doesn't hurt things like that. I was gonna say that. How do you find one, though? I don't know how you... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't have one would probably be the easiest thing. I think I've had very any bad hunting partners I was just about to ask I've, that. that I've hunted with. You're like, I can't wait to I get off it, this mountain. I don't know. It's, uh, oh, I have. You kind of like hang yeah. out, like f- find friends that you're into similar shit. So like, yeah. That's my mic right there. That you can't blame that on me. No, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, I see you looking at me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you get, you're into similar stuff, so I don't know. Like I met Dan, uh, Dan from Whittington. Dan Whittington from he's, he lives in Pueblo. Oh well, maybe that might have something to do with it, Mike. <laughs> I hold it like this. Um, <laughs> right up on well, the mic. Anyway, I um I was actually selling something on Rockslide, and you were gonna buy it actually, and you you told Dan to look at it. It was a gun. And um, we ended up being into to hunting, archery, fitness. I think you find somebody that you have similar interests and then I kick it off from there. And That's how you two met? I fucking no, knew Aaron from, from yeah, job. From, Aaron posted his, oh, okay. his phone number online. He always has. And then I just hounded him mon- on a monthly basis. Are you guys hiring? Are you guys hiring? Hey, buddy. Yeah. What's up? Hey, buddy. What's up? Yeah. No, you probably I didn't just, even have my number saved. Hey, I didn't. I said, <laughs> hey, this is Frank from Pueblo. <laughs> Let me come up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then we went. I think we backpacked and went fishing. And but like Frank and I don't hang out on the uh, weekends. Probably go maybe a little more if I didn't live in the middle of nowhere. But um, I mean, like I can hunt with uh, Ryan Avery or um, uh, John Pinch. Not see him for years and no problems uh, at all. And so it doesn't need. I mean, one thing I've tried to explain because I think people had the false kind of idea that you and I are. That's at the hip 24-7. When's the last time we hung out not hunting? I mean, it's a long time. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean you have to, you know, whatever, hang out and crossfit it up or whatever. Like, 
with with Pinch, I might see him once every three years, and then the next thing I'm stuck with him for 14 days on a backpack hunt, and we get along fine. So uh, I would say that no different than friends that you see and you can go hang out with at any time. It's just, I think probably people look for the wrong things maybe. Like, I could give a shit if you're in peak fitness, if you're always dependable and have common sense. Yeah. I was uh, kind of like branching off what Aaron said. Sometimes the hunting partner you need at the time maybe isn't the one you want. Like when I was first getting into Western hunting, I came from Texas. So I learned a lot about it out there, how to, you know, do that style of hunting. But when I came to the West, I, had, I didn't ha- know a lot of people who did backpack bow hunting. So I actually reached out to some people that were older than me who were like, to, I call them hunting mentors, really. They're not like hunting buddies because they're in their 70s. You know, we're not going to hang out on the weekends and shoot the shit. But they showed me a lot about what they had learned. And we did, you know, those first few hunts of those people were really helpful for me now because I know what I want in a hunting partner. You know, you kind of like, oh, yeah, I need somebody who's going to help me do this or that. And knowing your roles, I'm sure when Frank and Aaron started hunting together, you know, you knew that Aaron had a lot of information to give you. And so you were kind of open to accepting that. Whereas if you didn't know Aaron at all, maybe you'd have been like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing, you know, and you would have been more contentious hunting relationship. I thought that. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think sometimes you just got to also know what you're kind of wanting out of the hunt. They like finding a relationship though. Like sometimes it just happens when you're not, when you're least, when you're not looking. Well, yeah, but like Aaron said, I have to see my husband once every, you know, every day I can't just go once and then not for three years. Yeah. Like he was staying with his hunting buddies. That's also, he's he's there every day. He doesn't see me quite often. Um, You guys have a relationship. (laughs) Diving in, we're doing the uh, Q&A. So McKenzie life and are uh, reading off the questions Frank and I are answering them. And right now we're talking about how to find a good hunting partner. <clears throat> That's a tough one, though. Sure. People have joked about uh, like a farmer's-only type thing. For hunting buddies? <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting thing because it's almost like somebody, you almost have to be the person like you would go on a cross-country trip with, you know? If you're hunting and you're actually going to be close together, I mean... We're just going up the trailhead together. You're at camp and then you go your own separate ways. You're only going to see them for like maybe one or two hours out of the day. But if you're hunting with that person, it can really ruin a hunt, I bet, if somebody <clears> was miserable. I think yeah. it's pretty important to take two separate vehicles if you're in the uh, dating stage. <laughs> you know? I was say, two separate tents. For well, sure. Most yeah, that's always, yeah. Yeah. Always, <laughs> always. I jerk off way too much. <laughs> yeah, I can be like, Frank, can you put your plugs in? Turn over, Frank. Yeah, no can kidding. you stop watching me? So... <laughs> On that note, Frank, what would you say, what, is there one thing that I do that irritates you? Uh, I, don't I don't know. No, not really. So I would say that if there's probably one or more, then they're not going to be a good hunting partner because there's nothing you do that bugs me. I can't think of any. I mean, the one time you had me come over and fed me graham cracker bars, I wasn't real fucking happy, but that doesn't really count. You're trying to help. <laughs> um, you don't like graham cracker? That's a long story. Okay. Um, Next time. I would say, though, if, if there's two things that somebody does that drives you crazy, I would say pop smoke on the relationship because that's going to escalate badly. Yeah. Also, you probably shouldn't want to try to change somebody. You got to love somebody and, who, for yeah, who they are. Exactly. You, you His can't, questions you'll get never, really deep. You'll never make a relationship work if you try to change the person. Yeah. Well, don't change. Yeah. Well, I think they need to change on their own more. Yeah, can't yeah, force be people. forced into it. I've grown it. up a little. Yeah. yeah, a little. 
Yeah, people change. People grow. There you go. Grow. <laughs> That's just growing up. That's not changing. Well, I have it's to, an evolution yeah, of, it's an, of, yeah. of sorts. Yeah. You be quiet, Mackenzie. Okay. Keep talking. Okay. All right. Who's <laughs> the next one? How do you recover mentally after wounding slash unable to recover an animal? Uh, I, I, on my end, I don't, I don't, shit happens. I mean, I'm not saying don't focus on it, but I would say that, um, if it bothers you that much, you probably shouldn't be, you know, hunting, uh, or maybe your outlook needs to be different. Frank, I wouldn't say you're any different than me. You assess what went wrong. Did you do something wrong? Was it something you were in control of? If it was, try to make it better so it doesn't happen again. Um, if you just shit your pants and made a bad shot, then okay, you need to work on staying, you know, being more in control under pressure if the animal did something you can't get wrap your fucking head around that you shouldn't be hunting animals move you know if you took too far of a shot assess that maybe you need to scoot closer but trying to think what i did what did i wound i wounded that buck this year and uh, my string hit my my bino harness i shouldn't have had it on or whatever and yeah it sucked i looked for it i mean we did what we had to do to to try to find it but if i go home crying like a little bitch for the next three weeks i probably shouldn't shouldn't be hunting i'm not saying don't respect the animal i'm not saying don't stay cognizant of what happened but i'm also saying that if it bothers you or your soul at a core level it's going to happen again and you probably shouldn't be hunting um to me frank yeah i always think of it like uh the mindset of like an nfl quarterback or at least like a good one like tom brady or something you know, he probably throws a interception he might be pissed off about it and want to learn why it happened but he doesn't he doesn't just sit there on the sidelines and think fuck i threw this interception he's thinking about the next play you know you gotta move you got you can't dwell on it basically yeah it's also a natural part of is life Tom brady hunt does he huh. i bet he doesn't he doesn't seem like one i don't think he has time he works out like all the time and <laughs> meditates and but you could think of it like that animal doesn't die in a vacuum <clears throat> it's gonna go out it's gonna die if if it's wounded enough and it's going to be eaten by something yeah and even you know like cougars and bears wound things all the time and don't recover them so it's just a part of being a what predator what did wales say when he spit on the dude he's like <laughs> buzzards got to eat same as worms or some shit it's for <laughs> looking through it's not for eating it's for looking through <laughs> <laughs> you know and we one? declared war on the union um okay. all right so i would say uh it would be a lot like dating is um when I was trying to find a woman, I never really found a good one. I did get laid a lot, but that's totally different. Um, so if you're trying to find a hunting partner, you're probably not going to find a, a really good one. It should probably happen as weird as this sounds organically. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Mackenzie. <laughs> Stop laughing. Um, okay, pending this answer is uh, if I'm ever going to go hunting. Uh, deodorant or no deodorant? None. I'll put it on like the when day, like when before just, you leave. Yeah, like regular deodorant, not scent free usually. That so shit, you just like, ferment. You have a choice. It's okay. not going to help anything, no, especially on a backpack. Yeah, I was going to say you might smell good going in. You got a dead animal maggots running around. You spray a little potpourri on there. Does it fix it? Does, no, it just smells does, worse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> does does potpourri work? No, it just smells like scented poop. <laughs> Are you proving a point? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just, I was actually curious. I've never tried it. You don't like orange flavored or orange scented poop? Better than poop flavored poop. Or smelly <laughs> poop flavored. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, let's just touch on that a little bit more for other questions. Um, 
I don't. I don't personally wear hex. I don't believe in it. Um, I don't wear sin blocker. It's some shit that people wear that get paid a lot to wear it that says the blocks the bad feelings coming out of your soul. No, it's it basically says that the uh, humans omit. I think they tested it on sharks, and it blocks this uh, energy. Um, so the animals, if you're afraid or nervous, they can sense that. Um, and it blocks it. I probably did a horrible job explaining. Well, it. I was well, going to ask that. Shark, Doesn't your sharks, sense sharks, mess with it? Sharks can uh, sense your electro- electromagnetic field. Yeah, it's your heart. Oh goodness. Yeah. I I don't. Does that have to do with animals though? Like uh, you know, ter- terrestrial beings. I I don't uh I I don't I don't know um exactly. I just uh, on a backcountry hunt. My my main you know focus is is knowing um, how to stay alive and how, knowing animals and being able to find them. The last thing I'm worried about is um, uh, you know, is my is my undies clean, right? I mean, I'm hoping they're as clean as they can be, but I probably smell like shit. I would say after ten days, it's it's pretty fucking bad. Um, but if you watch the wind, it solves all problems. So, yeah. So I, I'm not a I don't. Guys were talking about packing scent spray in on a backpack hunt and and taking baths and. I mean, a lot of times with the water that we have, we're happy to drink the shit, let alone use it for a bath. So we're, I, I think people are looking at it maybe a little bit differently than what actually is when, mm-hmm. you, when you get there. Yeah, usually, and it's just like, you don't have the time really to be like bathing yourself out in the back country. Hmm. Next question. See what we got here. All right, this is more of a complex or technical question, really. A two broadhead system. I, a two broadhead system to have in the quiver, one for long range shooting or shooting in the wind, and one for a wide cut. What do you recommend? I actually, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm just going to probably go full on fixed iron wheels just because they've flown well in, in almost most conditions, I'll say, in the wind. You know, if a, an expandable seems to fly better than a, than a fixed blade, but. And the best results overall with blades. So I'll probably stick to, to something like a solid 125 iron wheel. But there's some good, I don't know, there's some good uh, mechanicals on the market. I saw that uh, Dead Meat just came out with like a, a super huge expandable. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I haven't seen it in my hand, but I saw pictures. picture. Dude, those it. things are gnarly. So I don't know, I think it probably depends on the game as well. I don't think I'd really want to shoot a, an elk with a, a super wide expandable. With the right expandable, I probably wouldn't worry about it. I don't know. Teach their owners. Yeah, I should caveat this out of the gate. Is I, I I shot two broadheads in my quiver forever, but I shot eighty to ninety pounds with a five hundred and fifty to six hundred grain arrow, so I can get away with more. Um, I, I would say, like if you're hunting whitetails, a mechanical may not be a horrible idea. Um, I hate to answer this. People hear what they want to. I would say it. It strongly. It, it it's going to heavily weigh on what your specific draw length and poundage is. Uh, and what animal you're, you know, you're, you're hunting. Um, you, you can't argue with the fact the safest bet is going to be a, a fixed blade. They, nothing can go wrong with them. But you shoot something a little bit far back, um, you know, more trauma you cause on, on the intestines or the stomach, the, the, the quicker they are, they're going to bed. Um, so it just really depends on the situation and what you're, you know, what you're, what you're heading, in, heading into it with. Um, having said that, the safest bet's going to be running a fixed blade if you know how to tune problem is most people don't in fact i had a guy message me last night hey if i order the uh the hide from evolution outdoors does it fly like a field point 
I mean, if I can't tune? And I'm like, no, nothing. <laughs> like maybe Here's the root of the problem, and we went in on this last time. What's wrong with learning how to tune? <laughs> like, I don't, people skip that part. They're like, ah, I'm going to buy a mechanical fuck tuning. Yeah, you could just learn how to tune and shoot whatever you want. Um, that, that would be my suggestion. But anyhow, next question. I'm going to try to put up a good video series of how to tune. I believe we've put a few along with people, other people, and then they never read the shit. Watch it. Yeah, I was like, uh, the Kafaro cast, I'm pretty sure Aaron's got a, a couple tuning videos on there, and then there's tons on YouTube. Yeah. Here's the thing is, um, like, uh, I'm old, and so I didn't have a range finder, so I had to learn to, to judge yardage. Uh, GPSs weren't really a big thing, so learn to let man, you know navigate manually. Uh, tuning, um, I get it if you're not by range and, and everything else, but rather than going through the stress of what broadhead will fly and wasting money, you, tuning your bow is free once you learn how, so it does solve a lot of problems. If you guys could change one thing about Kafaru, what would it be? The size of this fucking building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're always out of space. Um, I think we'll, we've got a lot of changes on that have happened since the sale of the company. So, going pretty well. And uh, I think we played pretty good today. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. <laughs> now that you've been hunting with a recurve for a few years, has your definition of accomplished bow hunter changed? How do you define a accomplished bow hunter? Uh, I don't. I don't think it's. Um really changed I, I i guess on my end i i think i um i had to learn how to hunt a lot more with less technology but i, I think that um using just traditional archery is not probably the best way to look at it because there's a lot of compound bow hunters that scoot up super close to um i i think that you know it's going to be more difficult with a with a stick bow but um i wouldn't use the weapon to decide that i would say that um whether you're shooting a rifle or a, a, a compound or a, a trad bow, if you've got kind of what you're trying to attain, I'd say is the big, the, the total package, Frank. <laughs> package? Uh, what would you say the total package is, Frank? What do you need to be successful? What are you, are you talking about to be accomplished? Accomplished with any, so with the weapon, I'll do that part and you do the rest. The weapon, um, you, you, you need to be proficient in how to tune the weapon. Uh, if it's a rifle, mounting a scope. Figuring out, you know, sighting it in, dialing it in, um, you know, what, what's going to be the best load. Um, shit, I don't know about with a gun. Um, with stick bow, how to build strings or how to tune, all that shit. That's part of the package. What's the rest of the package? It, it just, I think it depends on the person, really. Um, because some people might say, oh, you've killed this many species, but. Um, I'm not asking this question correctly. What does one person need for you to look at them and be like, that guy's dialed? Need to know how to glass. I'll just answer it for you because you're fucking this up. You need to know how to glass. That's important. You need to know animal behavior. You need to know how to survive. Uh, so field craft, navigation, break down the animal, the fitness level to get it out. Those are the things, how to score. If you know all those, whether you got a rifle, a compound, or a stick bow in your hand, you're good. You know how to get close, being patient. That's what I'm talking about. You want to add to that, Frank? Oh, talking about skills. Yes, the package. Be skilled. Uh... <laughs> Oh, not really. I think that's pretty much covers it. So if you look at a guy like Tanner Coulter, who makes fun of compound archer, or archery guys a ton, I couldn't take away anything from I think from, they just started archery hunting. Yeah, well, but, oh yeah, one of them did, actually. I don't know if Tanner did. I'm going to have to give him shit. Makes fun of, but 
you can't take away anything from Tanner, even though he's not a bow hunter, from his skill set, because he certainly could be if he wants. You know, Tanner's uh, very skilled in, in everything I just talked about. Would you agree? So I would say he's an accomplished hunter and, and a very lethal individual, and I, he makes fun of bow hunters. Do you go to somebody like South Cox, very accomplished in traditional archery and compound? I don't know that he could shoot shit at 700 yards with a rifle, right? But he's accomplished at what he's doing. So uh, for me, I think that people do take technology for granted and, and, and uh, use that to uh, compensate for lack of hunting. I certainly did for their hunting skills, but I wouldn't put it on a weapon. Uh, I know a ton of dudes, Bart Lancaster, I don't know if he's ever shot a bow, but that fucker's killed everything with a lever action thirty thirty, and I can tell you I'd pick a compound over one of those fucking things, so. Right? Absolutely. Frank, would you agree with what I just said? Yes. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> okay. Um, what makes a better bow hunter? Someone with patience and dedication or a high-level shooter with fancy technology and a competition background? I think you just answered that one. Yeah. Oh, I thought that kind the of flowed nicely. The second portion of that didn't mean, doesn't really mean that much. So patience and dedication? Well, more than that, but yeah, those are two big ones. Uh, a lot, the guy that asked that question obviously has a fucking ax to grind in a lot of different <laughs> ways, reading through the lines, reading between the lines. There's a lot of, whether it's stick bow or compound or whatever, um, they, guys bring up arc, uh, target archers that are trying to hunt uh, in like a big... Um, a big line in the sand of these guys don't know how to hunt, but they can shoot. And then these other guys do know how to hunt, but they can't shoot for shit. And then they fight back and forth. Chris Perino, who's a buddy, he's kind of in the same lines. And, and I agree, a target archer doesn't mean shit. Foam doesn't move. But my point to Chris Perino, which would be my point to the guy asking this, if you're patient and, and everything else, but you learn to shoot very effectively, you're going to be a better hunter. And I'm not saying, and, and this was my point to Chris was, I just shot three fucking pigs over your head because you don't have the ability to shoot them at that distance. I did. And they're dead now. So how can you not say that having a little better shooting ability? So total package, I'm not saying launching them way out there, but if Frank where and I these, have- Where do these debates come from? I don't like why, small penises. Why, why, who, honestly, <clears throat> I, we could talk about it all day, but like who, honestly, like who- Well, I just- to me, when people ask advice, and I've used this, if Frank and I are identical in skill set, and, and I would say that um, Frank and I are pretty close. Frank's got better eyes than me <clears throat> behind the glass, and I probably have more um, they like navigation and shit. I probably have more experience, but overall, there's not a lot of difference. Well, if Frank can only shoot to 40 yards and I can shoot to 60, I'm going to kill more than Frank. That's pretty fucking common sense, right? I mean, you're looking at me funny, McKenzie, no, but no. I'm like... <laughs> Why, how about you just perfect all of them rather than bitching back and forth? The compound, or the compound, the, the guys that can shoot really in tune well and everything, help out the other guys, the guys that can hunt well, you help out the guys that can, you know, shoot tournaments well, and then you become better all the way around, but it becomes this big infighting thing, which I don't get. What did uh, Joe Rogan say on his podcast? Comparison is the thief of joy. That's no don't, shit. Don't fucking Ooh, that's worry. That's a good Don't one. worry about what other people are doing. Make yourself better. Compare yourself to yourself. Yeah. I think these debates are just get out of hand and it's a, I don't pay too much attention to them. Well, I, I know that you have to talk about it because you're on a lot of podcasts, but it's like, damn, dude, who gives a shit? The one thing I, I look at it when I, you know, I agree with everything you just said, but like uh, when we hiked in and you beat me up the hill, I'm like, okay, like 
uh, I, I need to go back to the drawing board, do a little more physical, some cardio, right? Because one, it wasn't that necessarily you beat me because it wasn't like he and I don't compete. It was more of a, okay. Motivation. That was, that was kind of embarrassing. Yeah, motivation. Like, I need to get off my ass. And, and shooting, if I'm in on a stock and, and we're at, at 34 yards from an animal and my effective distance is 25 and in, and Frank shoots the animal, I'm not going to be mad at Frank that he shot the animal. I'm going to be mad at myself that I didn't perfect my abilities to the level Frank has. Um, that makes sense? Yeah. You specifically from the outside looking in? Yes. Okay. Makes sense. I, I, yeah, the so infighting. It has to do with more working on yourself than yeah. comparing yourself to others. And I say work I on all of them. Like, yeah. I don't think it's a horrible idea for a, you know, I'm going I'm to air quotation, hunter to go to a tournament. It's not going to hurt anything to help. And, you know, it's not going to hurt anything for a tournament guy to maybe go out in the woods a little bit more uh, than just shoot tournaments. But again, it's not a competitive thing. Like, I don't, uh, that's another like on the hunting partner deal. If your hunting partner is constantly overly competitive, I'd say that's the, the good way to get things to stop. Because you and I have probably lost animals, turkeys specifically, arguing about who's going to shoot the fucker. And I called you this year and said, get the fuck over here and shoot a deer because you weren't having any deer in front of you. And Frank ended up shooting a deer and I didn't. I didn't even do a skill set. It's just, he's a hunting partner and he had three guys running around scaring off all the deer and I didn't have that problem. So we did get taken over by the Mormon mafia. But when you came in, that deer you went after, how come you could kill that more effectively, more effectively than me? Why did I pull out of that and say, Frank, come kill it? <clears throat> well, we weren't quite sure where it was and we figured it'd be a longer shot. Yeah, that's fucking, I chose the fucking weapon. I can't be mad about that. And I was, I wanted to see the deer die. And so Frank, you're good out to 70 or 80 or whatever it is. And you choose to get, try to get to w closer to 40. I got a fucking wood bow, right? I, well, it's not really wood, but I got, I, I got a bow that out to 40 is about as good as it's going to get. So I wouldn't say that um, Frank is less of a hunter because he can shoot farther. That's just his weapon of choice. And that's where some of these arguments lie of, oh, uh, it, it doesn't count as much because Frank shot it with a compound. In my opinion, Frank has every skill set that I have. So what? doesn't make any difference. He's just chosen a weapon that's a little more effective at farther range. There's no reason to panties in a bunch of that. That's what we talked about earlier, though, the virtue signaling. Mm -hmm. I'm elite to you because I do this and you don't do that. It would be like if I chose to wear flannel all the time hunting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you son of a no, bitch. No. How dare you? <laughs> no, there's some traditional guys who are like, if you're not wearing plaid, you're not traditionally bow hunting. Or Yeah, I've seen that. It's like, uh, if you're a hunter and you learn to, you choose to learn the anatomy of your quarry better, does that make, is, are you all of a sudden doing something you're not supposed to? Like, I feel like just gaining knowledge in any direction that makes you a better hunter, why are we crapping on people for doing that, you know? I don't, I don't know. Um, just everything in general. I think it's like the, the tribalism. Yeah. yeah. This group's better than that group. Does it matter? No, it doesn't. It, it really... Actually, though, whose plaid's better today? I didn't wear plaid. My plaid's not better. Break yours. Yeah. It's pretty sorry, good. Sorry, Colin. Sorry. Okay. Yours are Broncos colors. Yeah, not I guess a fan. So. Uh, oh, sorry. They suck anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think hunting has enough people from the outside coming in uh not hurting us but would like to see hunting stop that hunters in general should just band together unite yeah. Yeah. For, for people tuning in if you can hear me the question was why don't you read it again mckenzie do you mind 
question? Yeah, yeah. you asked. Uh, it was basically, um, uh, would you choose um, somebody who's a good target archer and tournament shooter? Uh, would you choose that person as a partner or somebody that's patient uh, with? Dedication. Dedication. Um, and what we started to talk about was the infighting in, in both um, uh, the infighting in, in traditional and compound archery as far as tournament shooters and hunters. And, and I've seen it. Like I said, I brought up Chris Perino because he, uh, you know, had brought up about, you know, certain other podcasts and they focus on tournaments. And I'm kind of like, well... If you, if you, if you're going to be, you, you could become a, if you're an amazing hunter, becoming a better shot isn't going to hurt. And if you're an amazing shot, becoming a better hunter isn't going to hurt. So why the fuck are we even talking about this? Why don't we just focus on each other and making people better rather than shit talking everyone? It becomes kind of strange to me. So anyway, all right, everybody, you're caught up now. Next question. <laughs> well, also that in, in general, like the, um, having differing opinions, I think it's pretty common right now especially like in our political climate, quote unquote, that if you have a differing opinion, a lot of people are just like willing to just cut you off and yeah. erase you from their lives just because you have two different viewpoints. Yeah, when did think, that happen? I think it, I don't know. It's probably always been that way. It's probably been magnified, I think, with just like social, social, media yeah. and social media and the, media. And the internet. Yeah. But I mean, that's like what America was founded on was the ability to have different viewpoints and beliefs and be able to discuss that stuff freely and still be friends to, and have, family and have afterwards the, have <laughs> the freedom to do so i think a lot of people forget about that so they're willing to just like say fuck this guy he thinks this way or you know whatever unfriended yeah un <laughs> i'm gonna unfollow this guy. and and you have the right to do that for sure but it's like I don't but know, be just, a little bit more open-minded to things as well just like you said you have the right to unfollow if somebody pisses you off so much they're like i can't believe this trad guy does that unfollow him like, just fill your life with the things that you like. Perhaps you won't be so pissed off at people doing other stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, one be of happy. my buddies right now, I, I can't hardly listen to his podcast because it's so freaking negative. And I, uh, I don't get it because um, you're hunting, right? I mean, how many people don't get to hunt? Um, how, when I say that, meaning I had conversations with multiple people over the last few days that get four days a year off what to do, should I change jobs? And, and I'm like, I look at what, and believe me, when I get like yesterday, I was pretty freaking tired. And on the way home, I thought, what am I bitching? I'm tired because I've been hunting. The fuck is my problem? You know what I mean? Like take a big step back. Like, what do you, what do you have? Like, um, even before, obviously I have all the cool things I have now, but like work in construction, I was still able to get out and, and do the things I love to do. So bitching about, and I was one of those guys I'd bitch about like Cameron Haynes. Um, and it, it was jealousy, you know, or whatever he was doing. The reality was, is if I just took a step back, focused on myself, worked harder, which is what I did, um, I got a lot farther rather than staring at the computer bitching 24-7 about what I don't have or what I should have. And That's much easier to do, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. Look at um, other people and just get jealous well, and pissed Cam, off. Cam said the same thing, that must be nice mentality. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, yeah. worry about yourself. Well, you know, and I, I get along with them beyond the backcountry, dude. Um, uh, what the heck is his name? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, it, you know, no drama, but a, a guy messaged about getting some lower in binos and I said, Hey man, save your money and, and get better. And he messaged me, said, yeah, we don't all drive a Raptor, bud. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? dude, you know where the fuck I came from? I, I slept for years in a, that little shithole apartment until 2016, sleeping on an air pad. 
like I've earned what I've got. Like, yeah, yeah I, I've, I've drove shitty cars and I had a Subaru once and in, in older vehicles. <laughs> and, um, when, when it finally, well, my point was I like to afford with a f- fuel economy. I had to sell yeah. my super cool truck cause it got 28 mm-hmm. or 34 miles a gallon. And that, um, rather than saying, Oh, we don't all have what you have. Yeah, maybe not. I, I don't have what, what Rogan has. I don't, I don't have what, I wish I like him. He's cool as shit. Um, Elon. Um, but what I do have is the ability to work harder and you can't, that can't be taken from you. And so I, I try to focus on, you know, when people message me, I'm like, Hey, stay after it. I didn't have my shit together. Well, I still have to have McKenzie and Amy around me 24 seven, including Colin <laughs> and Frank to focus, to function. But you may not have everything you want at 30. You may not have everything you want at, at 40. But if you have everything you want at 45, there's a lot of years left. And if you work to a point at 45, you get to go hunt a ton. Maybe you didn't get to experience things when you were younger. You had kids and things like that. But rather than focusing on what you don't, focusing on how to get what you want and working harder is probably your your best bet. Um, It took me a long time to learn that too. Um, Frank, you 100% are where you're at from hard work. Um, And I'm not pumping Frank's tires, but we could have had four fucking million different people do Frank's job. But Frank worked harder than everyone else, and you two are the same. I mean, you guys, you're 100% in your position because you're in a, a, a good mood and you work hard. Um, same with you. You're, just, you're, you're newer when I say you, Colin. But the reason why we, we like you is you just get after it. And so if you want to take a Friday off, well, for example, you didn't want to come in to work on Friday and Monday because you got to travel because uh, his wife's in it, uh, what, three hours away? Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to bitch you're doing your job. So I'd be like, oh, fuck you. But if you had a negative, if you were an asshole every time you came to work, yeah, I'd be like, if you yeah. had that attitude of you're owed something. Exactly. You aren't going to want to work. Yeah. But you were very gracious, like, please, do you mind if I do this? And very thankful that we're like, oh, fuck yeah, go ahead, do it. You had, you got daycare. So you had, uh, was it 830? You got to come in now, mm-hmm. which makes no fucking difference anyway, because you could come in whenever you wanted. But <laughs> Because McKinsey works hard, it's no big deal to say, oh, yeah, come in at 830. That way you don't get, what was that, thousand fucking dollars for daycare? Yeah, it was close yeah, to a that money. But she has earned that along with other people that, that work here, and, and that's from hard work. Hard work, good attitude, work well with a team. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. You, could work hard, you could work hard and be an asshole and no probably one's rather, not going to get too far. I'd rather have somebody at least with here this group. With, with a good attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also sometimes I think a lot of people look in, they're they're looking from the outside in. And so they see Frank or Aaron's life and they're like, man, I just love to be like that. And it's like, must be nice. They have, they have their own problems and they're, they have a life and it's like, you don't, you know, social media is not necessarily real. Right. Frank has no money. He spends it all in flannels. Like, we don't know what, what happens. I'm like, well, Kenzie, can you buy me lunch today? I'm kind of broke. If we didn't have social media, for instance, we would have never known that Aaron had, like, the worst week you could ever possibly imagine get, like, bit by a spider. It was, like, a, like two or three weeks, wasn't it, Aaron? Car crash. Yeah. Know? So it's, it's all these things that I... Th- when you look at just the highlights of what people are posting, it can look like this incredible life, and then you get to know the person, and you're like, oh, yeah. Damn, that motherfucker's poor. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have so many friends that they post how amazing their life is and then they're texting me, I hate my life, I hate my husband. It's like, yeah. wow, wow. Don't yeah. they say it's pretty it, common, like the people that like always post their relationships, yes. like have like, it truly they're overcompensating have, they have for the something. They have the worst relationships, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. Yeah. 
I heard they were post about mine, so that's good. Aaron's is the best. Oh, Lord. Okay, All right, next question. Here's a fun one. What are your favorite books to listen to when you cannot hunt? So I'm assuming they mean you're out on the hunt, but you can't, can't actively hunt. You're reined in, you're socked in. I got a fuck ton. Frank, you go ahead. Yeah, there's a million. I like the historical stuff. I like the stuff about Native Americans. Uh, Jocko Willink's books are pretty fucking solid. Um, and there's some good thrillers out there. I think you introduced me to the uh, American Assassin lineup. Those are pretty good. Kind of like the Jack Carr stuff. I don't know. Just a pretty wide variety. It depends on what my current mood is, but uh, I have everything from the Crow Killer. I downloaded that one Rage to work on my temper. Uh, the Tier 1 books, uh, Gray Man books, um, a ton on like Char- uh, Charlie Beckwith. Um, just different history. Um, I recently um, read the, the book on, uh, listened, I didn't reach it, on uh, Dick Meadows, who was a big portion of the U.S. military. Um, anything on Jordan Peterson. Um, I, don't, I don't listen to Jocko so much. Um, uh, not that there's anything. I've been hooded to fucking death in the army, right? It's, it's, like, a, it's, it's like a Hitler fucking youth <laughs> camp that. when you brings back old memories (laughs) oh yeah i i got enough motivation in me so i'm I'm good um i i think though that if uh i was giving advice um if someone was let's say needing um land nav skill sets you might want to download books on that um whether you find them interesting or or not and then uh you know in my case i was reading well i wasn't reading listening to a bunch on stoicism and just making yourself you know, a better leader. I think I gave you yeah. and Bender the five levels of leadership. Yep. Um, awesome. You know, if you just got promoted and you have people under you now listening to uh, some of the greatest leaders in history, you can listen to books on their views and, you know, try to try to better yourself. So that's probably a really long, drawn out answer to that. But there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is the creepiest, weirdest thing you've seen in the woods? I'm super curious I, I told about this. this story already. Oh, how, how yeah. do I? What is it? Yeah. Oh, that, that Forest Service guy, right when I was walking down the trail, I was, I was probably 50 yards and he blew his door out and was ejaculating. <laughs> and it was, he had to open the door and blew his wad all over and saw me and jumped back in the truck <laughs> oh, and took off. You guys That's, made eye contact and you just kept going? Yeah. I mean, I've seen tons of people fucking and naked people <laughs> and shit, but that one really? definitely threw me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've come big, across people banging, yeah. Yeah, Big Chino just said Who are uh, these people? Wild. Are you kidding? I They're fuck bored. in the woods all the time. Are you shitting me? You live in oh. the woods. Yeah, you that live too. in the woods. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you go hunting with your wife. <laughs> big Chino just said the number one thing a new hunter can have right now is the best optics. With those best optics, you get to see some crazy shit. So but you're, you're never alone in the woods. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't know what's worth optics or game cameras, but I certainly wouldn't pull it out Ooh. and play with it in uh, anywhere in the Midwest because there's probably a game camera watching you. And with the cell phone technology now, they're probably watching live uploads. Oh, like, okay. oh a deer just walked in front of me. Oh, no, it's Frank touching himself. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't you see my, my post on Instagram there, the video, or the not the video, the story? It was like a picture of Dudley posted that thing. It was his hand like this. And I put no. the caption... Uh, one hour into sitting in my tree stand. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 I saw that. I, I glassed up some uh, ladies doing naked yoga on a ridge across from me. <laughs> it was like, it, it must have been so cold because I was cold, but it was early season, like it was probably like mid-September and they were... How many wh- women? It's three ladies and they were all butt naked doing yoga. Just on. bent over. Did you know, I mean, none of them were, you know, really worth watching that long, but uh, it was, it it was like one of the craziest... Models doing I was yoga. like, what are these people doing? And I just... You ever oh, notice, okay. like, 
<clears throat> when you're rifle hunting, you see all these all these people out there because they're wearing fluorescent orange. Do you ever think like when you're you're out archery hunting, everyone's wearing camo? Like, there's probably a lot of people out there that you're not even noticing. Well, I've done that before. Where I've been just like hanging out, eating something, and all the, you see archers walk below you, and like they never knew I was there because I'm sitting down, camoed up, eating. And I think about it all the time. That's why I try not to do anything really weird out in the woods. <laughs> keep the spanking in the tent. Yeah, yeah. keep um, it, keep it inside. Close the door. Yeah, I mean, dude, I've like last, this last season there were runners on the trail when I was going to meet up with Aaron, and I literally stepped like off the trail like one step and just like sat there, and they asked me. They, yeah. And I'm sure I've walked Whoa. past people before. Anything like creepy though? Like I any, would say a like, dude jerking off, jumping on a truck's kind of creepy. No, I mean like ghosts or like creepy stuff. Well, we would be talking about the supernatural, so there would need to be ghosts for me to worry about. I them. know, but like, were you ever you like, like super scared? Like, I ever holy see, crap! Like it and uh, him no. come up and say, "Hey, Georgie!" No, 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 I never ran into Georgie. I've always wanted we to. We all float down here. Sorry. <laughs> I've always wanted to go out in the woods, like deep out in the backcountry, and construct a massive, creepy thing, like a, a big and put a camera monster <laughs> out, out of wood or something. So, you, like, if you just saw it off in the distance, it would look really, really creepy. I don't know why, but I've always just wanted to scare the shit out of people by doing that. Second That's man. a gift that keeps giving. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything creepy offhand. Okay. All right. I'll probably think about it later, though. All right. Next question. You got one? That's you. Oh, it's me? Yep. All right. What do you think we should do as hunters about the eventual bans on shooting and hunting content on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook? How do you deal with those hurdles with Kafaro and being a hunting guide? I think it'll probably eventually come down to people making their own, um, their own sites. I think Trump's yeah. coming out with his own social media, isn't he? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I was going to say the one thing that I have found that seems that I hate to separate it like this, but the, the, the democratic side or maybe the more woke side or whatever, uh, screams and yells and cries and bitches way more than the, um, more, the more of the Republican side could be totally wrong. But from what I see, um, they cry till they, they, they lie, they make shit up, they do whatever the case. Um, but it's not like there's not extremely wealthy Republicans that can't just build fucking Facebook, right? They or their own version. So if it got that bad, we would just have all the wackos off that page and then it'd take a little while to grow. But if uh, nobody could post on Instagram or YouTube or whatever hunting stuff, um, we could still post tech tips on there or informational. Somebody would, would build um, Facebook-esque, Instagram-esque for hunters um, or outdoorsmen. I, I That's exactly what Frank was saying. I think people have tried it before to make like an, a fully uncensored platform of social media and then it like it just got spammed with like gore and like porn it, so it, i think there still needs to be probably some censorship to I keep think, some of that shit off but i think what a lot of companies are doing or i'm seeing like so weird to even say it's like youtube companies people who've made their living on youtube what they're doing is now it's so cheap and efficient to buy your own server space like on amazon aws stuff like that that they're just making their own so like you could go to tube.kafaro.net and that would be all of our hunting videos where you actually see how we break down an animal or something like that. Um, the, the problem with any social media that's um, centralized, so like one person owns it, whether it's Ted Turner or Donald Trump or Elon Musk, whoever, they could one day be a die, bought out, they're beholden to this one thing and 
that can always be controlled. Whereas if it's decentralized, everyone has their own platforms. No one can come in here and be like, Kafaro, shut it all down. You know, like we would manage our own stuff. And I think that's what you're going to start seeing uh, because people are getting sick of social media like Twitter basically throwing people off their platform altogether and being like, you have no voice now. So I think you're going to see more decentralization, or at least I hope so. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Next question. Uh, what are your go-to stretches pre-hunt and pre-hike? <laughs> That's funny. Yoga? Naked I actually, yoga? <laughs> I actually downloaded the uh, GoWad app. GoWad? It, yeah. It's it, like you have uh, the option of doing like daily stretches. So when, when you get this app, it runs you through a bunch of mobility stuff and then you rate your mobility depending on how, what you can do. How, how bendy are you, Frank? I don't know. I'd have to check. But <laughs> What's your number? There's a number on here. So you can, it'll go through like these mobility stretches and then it'll tell you what you need to work on. And then you just hit like, you just go to the app. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there are several apps like this and you hit daily and it'll just like take you through your daily stretches. Huh. But like your actual workout in there, it'll do pre-workout, post-workout stuff. So <clears throat> it made it easy for me. Uh, my mobility score as of the last time I tested was 61%. Out of a hundred? That's pretty bendy actually though. I don't think I could score that much. My husband I'm tells me I need to seven. stretch more. You ever seen a lion yeah. stretch before it kills an impala? No. You totally screwed that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I use the voodoo floss and uh, my lower back, uh, my calves, my quads, my hamstrings. Um, those are the big ones I work on. And then uh, as of probably the last three months, I've started working a lot more out on my, uh, stretching my shoulders, um, working on mobility with my shoulders. But yeah. <sighs> As much as I hate to say it, I would say that's probably the most overlooked portion of any anybody in the outdoors or fitness. I don't think I stretched until I was probably 38, um, and it catches up to you. So I'd say something people want to work on more. If you're really interested in learning more about stretching, uh, a book called uh, Becoming a Supple Leopard, which is a, a crazy book title, is really good. It's basically just a big book with all these visuals of how to stretch everything correctly. So. Pretty interesting book. Kama Sutra. Kind of. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, on that note, it's probably good. I'm the giver because if I was the taker, I'm not very flexible. Gnarly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, you brought it up. <laughs> Do we have any plans to make a set of glassing mitts to match the Lost Park parka? I think they would sell pretty well. I've, I have a lot of questions like that too. If we're expanding the Lost Park parka line. Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's just, we got to move. Oh, we yeah. don't have enough room. Let us get to Wyoming. Just bought a Whoopi. Wondering if I could use that and my 20, down, or 20 degree down bag for winter camping rather than buying another bag rated for cooler. Any tips for late season camping? It's a big question. Uh, the, the air pad, uh, you want to make sure that the R value is over five. Um, Depending upon the size of your down bag, if you put the Wooby inside and you compress all the down, whatever goodness came from the Wooby is gone now because the down is flat, so you don't have the loft that you had before. Uh, the other thing I'd say is heat your bag up ahead of time with put boiling water and Nalgene, hot hands, uh, anything like that. Stay hydrated because your feet will get really cold if you're dehydrated. Um, I, I've got into the habit of doing loops around my 
uh, my shelter and doing, uh, try to knock out 50, 60 push-ups, do some air squats and jump in the bag. Cause there's no, uh, heater in the bag. Your body heat, um, is, is the key to, to victory. So if you have, if you're, if you're producing body heat, um, then what the, what the bag is going to do is help retain that. Um, the, the problem with that is if you have too big a bag, it takes longer for your body to heat the bag up. If it's too small, you're going to compress the down or the insulation. Um, the other thing that you probably need to think about a little bit when people look at uh, bags is you can trap in moisture. Uh, so if you're mixing synthetic and down, hypothetically, in really bad situations, you could trap moisture from your body uh, between the synthetic layer and the down layer and get the, the down moist. Frank likes that word. Uh, but I, I would say that the, the biggest thing when I hear people complaining about a bag, whether it's ours or someone else's, they dehydrated themselves, they got to camp, they got cold as hell making dinner, uh, they jumped in the bag freezing, their feet were cold, they're dehydrated, so on and so forth. You got to prep to get in a sleeping bag. If your feet are cold, walk around, get them warmed up, hold them over your stove um, before you get in the bag. There's not some magical fucking fairy dust in a sleeping bag that produces heat. It's your body. And if your body's not producing any, it's not going to heat up. I think I learned from you the tip of put your, your food when it's warming up in the, in the bag. That's because I'm a bitch and I get cold easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, any thoughts on a fly fishing pack? Um, it's much needed in the market or a release pouch for the quiver. <clears throat> well, I think you can use the water bottle. Gen 2 water bottle pocket pouch works really well for a release pouch. Um, fly fishing stuff, we're looking into. All right, this one's kind of for McKinsey then. Best pack to double as a diaper bag for twins and a saddle, uh-huh. a saddle system, but we'll just do the diaper bag. Yep, I'm going to go with the Checkpoint or the Antero. I like that. Yeah. Best traditional takedown bow in the five to seven hundred dollar price range. I would uh, call Rocky Mountain Specialty Gear. They're professionals at that. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I've only used pretty high end bows, and then I've got a couple Samick Sages I use for practice for for like five ten pound bows for my release. But there's way better people to answer that than me. Um, what are our qualifiers for a new pack design? What are the top five things you personally look in for a pack? I, I would say um one does it does it fit you know the direction we're going to is it sought after enough meaning um if we had a hundred people buy it nobody ever bought it again then that's a bad a poor business decision so um demand is one um you know two longevity is it fitting a very small niche very quickly and then it we gotta kill it um you know six months later um uh i would profitability i mean there's lots of things we've looked at that uh you know would be so far priced out of the um standard buyer's market because we are made in in the united states it's it's more expensive and so uh you know profitability is not the be all end all but we do have to look at that am i forgetting anything frank mckenzie colin am i leaving anything out yeah i i would say demand is the big one and then we we go from there so if you could hunt in any other country other than the United States, what country would it be, and what animal would you be hunting? Uh, Canada for me. Um, it, it, I don't know that I would pick just one, but um, 
you know, Alberta mule deer is pretty amazing. Um, sheep and NWT moose, um, you know, mountain goats, all those. It would definitely be Canada, though. Canada is pretty spot on. All right. So this is my question. Pick another country that's not North America. Something's wrong with this mic, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll fix it. <laughs> Probably like the Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan area would be for Marco Polo, Ibex, things like that. Um, I've gotten pictures from there from people. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that would be probably one. I, I wouldn't mind going and living over there for six months to a year just to photograph. Um, the snow leopards, you know, that's something I've always been enamored in. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, while I'm, while I'm wishing, um, I, I don't think I'm going to have time for that. But that, that, that part of the world I've been to is pretty damn cool. Would you get into mountaineering? No. Did you watch the 14 Peaks? I did actually. That's yeah, pretty last good. Night. Well, I watched good? part of it last oh, that's night. That's really good. Yeah. That that took over for Yellowstone because I wanted to build up a couple more episodes of Yellowstone because we binge watch it. So yeah, you watch three of them and then it's like ten o'clock. You're like, fuck, and you can't go to sleep. <laughs> is Rip gonna kill anyone? God damn. Um, the answer is yes. Yeah. You guys are Yellowstone fans? <laughs> oh yes. Huge. Huge, massive. Yeah. Don't you think they just take it too far though? I think all shows kind of like go like that. Like we, we it probably we, wouldn't be a TV show if they didn't. Yeah. Well, we, at first it did scare me to move to Wyoming. Honestly. I, I couldn't watch season two or three. Uh, are you worried about the Avengers? It. Why is there was it TV a lot of killing. People? I just don't get it. <laughs> I think, I no, think, I know. I know it's irrational. They, I'm not saying you do, but I think a lot of people think it's like pretty. That's like pretty realistic. Oh, yeah. What's going on there? Yeah, I'm buying the Yellowstone Ranch when we move up there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, few, that's what I want. A few people at my gym, they're like, "Dude, have you watched Yellowstone? Can you believe this type of shit happens?" I'm like, dude, that doesn't <laughs> happen. Any of that. When was the last time there was a Ooh. massive sh- shootout and murders and, and it wasn't yeah, like... Yeah, building blew up, somebody the, got shot and... I, I would say portions of that, again, I've picked up feed for Scotty twice, so I'm pretty much a cowboy. But listening <laughs> to Scotty and Wes, who Ryan Rotier, um, you know, guys that have been cowboys their whole lives, some of the things they do, like when they're... Um, uh, and I don't, I don't know what it's called, but when they're actually cowboying... Um, or when they had in this new one, they had the cutting horses and things like that. It's artistic to watch that. That's real. I mean, you know, you are going to have to spend a lot of money on the, the certain breed of the horse or whatever. But yeah, no one's taking anybody to the fucking train station. I mean, that shit. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Um, I kind of lost that uh, in, a lot of interest in that show. And like the, the kid, he was like a previous Navy SEAL. And they go to save his son. And he rolls up with an AR-15 and he's got his flip sights down. Just like rolls up with his, he's like, not, oh, you almost know too much I'm to like, watch movies or TV. It. This is bullshit. <laughs> That's not why, realistic. Why would a Navy SEAL not have a, an optic on his M, on his M4? Yeah, like, come on. Yeah, I'm pissed. Yeah. A lot of that tactical stuff, the military stuff, is way wrong, though. You know what was? Do they have full, did, 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 did the uh, agricultural police have full auto M16s right. and M4s and AR15s? I wouldn't. That's I what wouldn't. Casey is, right? He's yeah. the agricultural. The like he's just shooting everybody. Cattlemen's <laughs> Association. Yeah. I don't know. They could do that. They can't shoot you. Um, I had one. We get this a lot. When will we see a baby carrier attachment for the striker? Like a lot. Probably never. Right. And why is so, that? Um, we we've priced this out. Um, for us to build a a baby carrier to go on our frame, not for the striker, just a baby carrier to go. On the frame, one, uh, manuring, manufacturing that is almost impossible in the United States, but, but possible. You would be paying probably $500 to attach it to a $350 uh, back, uh, excuse me, frame. Doable, it, it, it is, but 
uh, we've also noticed um, people say they want things a lot until the checkbook comes out mm-hmm. and then they don't want them. And so for us to put that much R&D and time um, and, uh, and then sell a hundred of them, that's really bad business. And so, you know, if we find a way to do it where it's not so expensive, a hundred percent we'll do it. But at this point, I wouldn't even really consider the demand to be too high for those. Plus, we wouldn't get all the cool pictures of the kids in the I backpacks. I know. I love those pictures. Yeah, toss a, toss a couple pillows in your bag and toss the kid in yeah, there. you're Give good. Them some crackers. They only eat crackers for the first couple years anyway. Don't have kids, Frank. Colin, did you just hear that? What? Kids only eat crackers for the first few years anyway, so just give them <laughs> some crackers. Uh, they do love crackers, though. I'll tell you that. Kids do love crackers, um, but they do eat other things. Oh. Um, what would you, what advice would you give to a kid about hunting that may help him or her go in that direction? Nice transition. Go in the direction of what? Of hunting? hunting? Yeah, getting, of hunting getting in into hunting, yeah. I, I don't think it's probably just hunting. I'd say get them in the outdoors at first, probably take them fishing, um, kind of introduce them to animals and, you know, go from there. Now, some kids are just, I don't know if it's their DNA, like... Wes's kid popped out. That fucker was a killer. I mean, but, you know, like with Kaylee, I never pushed hunting on her. She just wanted to do it. And I, I think that just getting him in the outdoors and understanding where, you know, the, the meat comes from, things like that, and make sure they have fun is the, the big one. I've, I've been with people that brought their kids where I'm like, this kid's never going to fucking hunt. You're an asshole. Um, nothing good is going to come out of this. So, and Frank, you were there with Kaylee a ton. I mean, we just backpacking, took her hiking. and She didn't have an option, right? She just went. Yeah, I don't really think it's because like, I started her so right. young. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's necessarily like giving someone advice about hunting. Just taking somebody out there to experience it. They, there's a lot of lessons learned. Yeah, just raising Otherwise, them in that environment. Yeah, from uh, I have a 18 month, well, almost 19 month old son, and we just started with animals, like just getting them into. And I, I, I'm a weird. I have a big problem with the only animals that are presented to kids as a young kid, like as a baby are African megafauna. I don't know why that is. Like it's only elephants and giraffes and things that we literally don't have here. And so I just got them into books like with like elks and deer and antelopes and fish. And so now every time he sees anything with horns, he calls it an elk. But it's like uh, Luke's kid, Marcus. Mm -hmm. Elk. Yeah. And so he just, he's really happy and fascinated with those animals. So when we see them out in the woods or we see them on the road or something like driving by, he's really he wants to get know more about them, so it's just but like you guys are up in the mountains, so he probably sees them. Yeah, every day. Well, we just point out animals, you know, yeah. birds, stuff like that, and just getting them into animals. I think that's the first thing, and then I, I plan on you know obviously taking them fishing, stuff like that. Just really low barriers of entry, I think. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I I think Luke is a good example. He's doing it right with Marcus. You know, Marcus sees him shooting, and he puts him in the ground blind with him and everything else, and not necessarily pushing him. Uh, into hunting, but showing him, and then you know the natural kind of it kind of naturally just takes over. But we got like two or three more questions, and we got to go because we got a ten o'clock meeting. Best Christmas gift for a photographer, outdoor photographer, mm, like pack. Kafari wise, I'd probably say the checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for for a photographer outside of that, the Peak Design Capture Pro. Uh, is a good one, fits on any camera and mounts to the shoulder strap. Um, the uh, Probably any kind of a cleaning kit is pretty simple. Uh, hurricane blower for cleaning off lenses, lens pins, things like that. Um, 
because you probably don't want to drop 2600 bucks on a new <laughs> lens. So like more cost-effective stuff like that is probably a... Okay. What is the one thing you wish you learned way earlier in your hunting career? Stay the fuck off of social media. No, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh, that's a tough one. I don't think you could probably look at it that way. It's kind of like life in general. You got to fail. The failure is the best, uh, uh, best recipe for success, unless you're just used to failure, and then you're going to suck your whole life. But I, I think um, doing something wrong, the rather than just taking it out of the equation, you probably learn so much from doing it wrong. It's better to do it wrong than than magically do it right. So I wouldn't change anything. Then you wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I would say is before you pop out five kids and have a mortgage and giant truck and a fifth wheel uh, and then decide after that that you need more time off, you fucked up, right? You've made your life decision until about 40-something, and then you get to go play. So as you're watching people on social media, and I get this a lot, I've got four kids and whatever, and oh, you're a fucking dad, brother, like be yeah. a dad. If you had one kid, two, get around that. You can bring two, right? Or one stays with mom. One, but you got four kids and a mortgage and a lot of vehicle payments and you're making a hundred grand a year. Yep. You're not getting much time off and you yeah. made that decision. I'm not taking anything away from it. It's very admirable. It's great. You're raising kids, but, um, Frank, you don't have kids. You don't have a wife. You may have, well, you kind of have a wife, but not None yet. that I know of. Um, <laughs> but Frank can pretty much go wherever he wants, whenever he wants, because he kids doesn't have a ton of bills. Um, What's that like, Frank? What's your life like? I don't know what to compare it to. Oh, you don't yeah. know. Well, I got a lot of flannels. Like, <laughs> like you just come home and your house is quiet and clean? Quiet. It's not clean? <laughs> I keep it pretty clean. Your yeah. desk is spotless. Like <sighs> I imagine your house is very clean. No, nah, it's not super clean. Mine's super clean, but that's because Amy That's Amy. Yeah. That's not you. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm a um, how would I put this? I am a clean person, but not organized. So like my clothes were always clean, but they were piled up on top of my bed, but they were washed. My dishes were always done, but they were done in the other right side of the sink. And then I just pull them out of there and eat. So I wasn't like a oh, funky. Oh, so you like wash as you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, no, no, I do dishes every night. Um, I just don't put them away because I'm going to use them the next day. So they just go on the sink beside and then I eat them. Nope. Or the, the drying. That thing. fire. The sink. Sink. Yeah. I'm oh, clean, yeah. but un, not tidy. My wife says I'm, I'm messy, but I don't leave anything dirty. Yeah, Where do gross. you guys put your clothes? I hang mine. Like after you wear them? Like oh, when no. you take your pants off, where do you put them? Dirty in the laundry. Amper. And laundry. All of you and your wives slash girlfriends will agree to I this? I do my own laundry. I don't live mm -hmm. with my girlfriend. I, yes, I yeah. do. No, but, um, okay, so Amy has a thing about doing the laundry. Um, so with me, it goes into a hamper. And you put it in the hamper? Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, can you guys all it. show my husband that? So <laughs> one of the things that I have found. <laughs> Love um, you, babe. <laughs> As time's gone on, or for me, or is, does he put it like next to the hamper? Next to the damn hamper, but not like in so the he hamper. can step in them. Well, okay, so again. here's the thing, though. If it's like pants, <laughs> you might wear those and again. I hang my pants up though that I wear again. Oh, Ooh, you hang so, your pants just like on, an, on a peg, not like oh, like just, a towel rack. Yeah, I, I I would say as as far as being single for a long time and then having to be in a relationship, there's certain ground rules that I think can't be broken, and other ones you're just gonna have to get used to because that's. You know, for, you know, for example, with Amy, I have to get used to the fact that um, there might be a speck of mayonnaise on the lid, and I'll put the lid on. She'll take that fucker off and clean it. She's OCD. 
doesn't wow. bother me, but she has got, had to get used to the fact that I don't give a shit. And mm-hmm. so for her to have that thing cleaned, she's going to put a little extra effort because I'm not going to. She's going to clean it. Yeah, but I also do my best to always, um, well, like the clothing. At night when I go to bed, it goes beside the bed and I hop in bed. First thing in the morning, I throw it in the clothes hamper before she gets up. Um, and then when, if she's busy, I'll do my own laundry, but she gets frustrated, I think, because she just wants something to do maybe or whatever. But I do my own laundry, but I personally am not big on tons of soap. Um, and for example, I'll wash a load and let it sit overnight because I forgot. No issue because there's dryer sheets and the shit smells fine anyway. If it smells a little moldish, like, Ooh. you know, from the water sitting and it's getting washed again, and I'm like, okay, let's do a taster's choice. Dry that shit with, <laughs> and tell me that you can pick the ones that sat overnight because you can't. I could, 100%. 100%. Well, you're, you're, you're the one. Um, <laughs> the I, would, one. I, would, I would bet you 10 grand you can't. I, I will take that bet. So you're saying if it sits overnight and Maybe we not put- overnight. Okay, like if you do the laundry that night and then that morning. Yeah. Oh no, I do that. Yeah, well, I can smell mildew. No, I'm not saying you can't smell mildew. What I'm saying is anybody can smell mildew. Right. When you throw it in a dryer with two dryer sheets, you're not going to pull it out and be like, this was the mildew set. You can't tell the dryer <laughs> well, sheets kill it. Do you use fancy dryer sheets? I mean, we... Like the, use, the fragrance ones? Yeah. Oh, we don't. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's my yeah. point is why load the shit up with soap to fucking throw a dryer sheet it. in? Well, yeah, but you can get unscented soap. That's, I do. That's my point is if you're wanting to have a certain smell, why am I putting a giant cup of smelly shit in to throw dryer sheets in that smell? A lot of smell. So, just, go I ahead. don't like, I don't like uh, any of the soap smells, like mm-hmm. any of the clothes soap. They I'm all, allergic to all of we, it. We have the vanilla dryer sheets. I want to eat my t-shirt. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> you want to eat but all yeah. the soaps are like weird, <clears throat> like lavender. Yeah, like and, running through a field. I hate lavender. And like man. mango tropics. It's yeah, like, it's, what the? I, I, I don't mean, want to smell like a fruit salad. Yeah, I, I want to smell almost like nothing. I don't know. There's definitely been a lot of things you brought up, like where with, like we've talked where I'm bitching about Amy and you're bitching about David. And when I say that, Amy and I make fun of each other side by side. But like when she first met me, she came into the house and there's like stacks of tuna, <laughs> dozens of eggs, tons of peanut butter raw almonds, shit tons of chicken breast, and olive oil and seasoning. She cannot function. She has to have a full course meal, right? Where me, Scotty's the same way. Like I can run over, take yesterday's leftovers, heat them up, throw some picket, whatever, Tabasco sauce on the top of it, and eat it and be totally fine. I don't see an issue with that. There's issues. But, again, I'm not not a mirror. I've learned get along better in life is how would you like it if he was constantly yakking at you and maybe he does about everything that you're worried about well we do we still love each other though but yeah, there's, well, there's, some, there's some bickering. things just aren't worth the battle <laughs> right is exactly. probably what he's getting no at. i don't say anything i just pick it up but like don't i don't tell it. him i make fun of him about it i'm like you know where the hamper is he right, knows i joke him or you, joke with you him. also have to understand there's going to be a hundred thousand people that listen to this and they're yeah. probably not getting as well as with their spouses as we are um so the, the saying, you got to love people who they are, not who you want them to be. Right. Um, and I've been through a lot of relationships, way more than I should have been. Um, and let's say one of the big issues is rolling up the toothpaste, rolling up the tube. I just squeeze the fucker, and when it runs out low, then I'll roll it up and get what I can if out of it. If that's a problem, 
then that's I've, a big problem. I've with met people that personally, that's not a, the other person because it doesn't really does it really matter? No, it doesn't matter because yes, the toothpaste still that's comes probably, out of the tube. See? Why does it matter? I mean, it's not a huge thing, but I, my kids also do it. So my no, husband hold, does it hold, and my kids. It's on, like, you're oh my goodness. No, I'm not. Why is it I feel matter? attacked. I feel attacked. No, no. Because it's so much easier if it's just all at the end of the tube. But how long, I'm does, saving it, time. How long does it take you to put it to the end of the tube? Oh, wait. Hold on. Don't bring up time. We're talking <laughs> 1.2 seconds. It matters to you, right? I'm a busy you, woman. Right? Yeah. Okay. So there's going to be times in life, in a relationship, that... I've met people where that was a huge deal. And you're saying it in funny and you make jokes about it. Yeah. But I've met people like. That's a deal breaker for them? uh, Well, I've met other people like toilet paper. Oh, I throw the one away, but I don't put the new one on because I hate rolling it around to to grab for it where I can just pick it up and grab it. (laughs) That's Um, fucked up. And so. (laughs) That is fucked up. What's part? You got to put it. They've got to put a new roll on it. It's like when people take water from the. From the thing over here, and, and don't, don't refill it. And don't refill don't, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, we gotta. I gotta get off. Oh, God damn! Is that him? No, it's the timer. Uh, I was just gonna uh, say, if it's my house, how is that bad? But it's your house together. No, Ooh. I'm not talking about we were together. This is what I was red flags of like. Okay, so I want my toilet paper in front of me. Oh, and we can have it doesn't, both. It doesn't matter, but as but, a but no, I'm saying we can have both. One can be on the roll. So there's a his and her roll. Is what you're saying? That's you can do. Yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, have, you can have your own toothpaste. Have one yeah. side. Toothpaste. Okay. No, but I, actually, saying that kind of in a bigger right, picture, right. something right. the one of the best things for uh, guys is to have their own space. So, like when I was saying that, hanging right. out in my pants, I have like a, a it's not a man cave. It's an area that's just all my shit. Yeah. So it's like, I put it away the way I want it. I, it's there. Is it behind a door? Can you shut it out so oh, she yeah, can't yeah. see it? I mean, it's, oh. it's downstairs Every away. Every man needs that. Yeah. It, so, yeah. But what you're saying, I agree with. What, what got me, and again, there is no deflecting off the, the toilet paper rule at the, the house with Amy. It's, it's on the roll and it, it's staying there. And, but what, I'd come home from to my house, you know, and my toilet paper's put away. And so, like, after the fifth time, I'm like, hey, I'm leaving that out for a reason. I don't use the one on the roll. And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, I like to grab it off of that better than, than roll it. And then there's other times you go to spin it and it rolls like crazy. And I'm like, so that's just easier. And let's face it, I don't have a plethora of people coming to visit. So just leave the fucking toilet paper roll out. <laughs> Where um, do you put it in front of you, though? Um, I've been well, to your house. Is it, it just, like, on the bathtub? No, no. I'm saying that doesn't happen oh. at this house because Amy's... So good. I mean, I, there's things that I make sure and do. And so Amy had another issue of like, if I, again, and this is an issue, but it's me, I get to where like, let's say there's that much of one of the, um, coffee, uh, creamer things left. I'll open the next one, um, you know, potentially, and I'll use it because I would take the one that was in the other one and pour it in, into that one. If that makes any sense. Yeah. That boggled her mind. Do you pour? Yeah. You, you do combine. Yeah, yeah. I com- But occasionally I will forget if I'm in a hurry and I'm like, oh, well, <clears throat> you know, I would pour that one in the, you know, the other one or whatever. And in, in the, it was hard for her to wrap mm-hmm. her head around. I'm me like, too. no, I get that. But let me give you the long list of shit I don't understand that you do that I have <laughs> built up inside me because I never say anything about that. Why don't you just use the last of the little guy and start the fresh one for her? So it depends on how much is left, right? Yeah. So ideally, some people, if there's this much, will use that much of it, and then you throw it away. 
because you oh it's almost empty and it gets chunked out this is i guarantee this because i've seen it happen a million times and so for me i just drink coffee once drink it twice and then I'll, I'll, I'll either use that one or i'll pour it pour it in depending or i make shakes with almond milk so if there's not enough in the one container um i will open the next one and i'll use that i pour that one in with almond milk and i'm like oh shit I, I don't have enough room for what's left and I'll pour it in the other container because I didn't pour the one in first. Now. Is that you're, weird? Yes, you're it, it, boggling my mind. Okay, so... Amy, I'm on your side. I yeah. think it's just women think of like processes differently. Yes, yeah. very much and so. And so when it goes out, like, because I've had not the same argument, but a similar argument, like we're achieving They're the same goal similar. at the <laughs> end, right? But I do it this right. way and you do it this way. And like my wife is like, no... This is the way, and yeah. your way is insane. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and I don't, it's strange. I, don't, I know, it's super weird. Because the reason why is I'm in a hurry. I grab the milk, pour, oh shit, there's some left. I'm going to get in trouble because I didn't use that one because you're you, and you're the same way. Yeah. So now I'm over there, well, I didn't use that one first. Well, Jesus shit, no fucking kidding. I should have <laughs> used that one and I didn't. The other thing too is how many loaves of bread had gone bad in history by not using a twist tie? I would say next to none. So I wrap mine around and fold it under. Right. Yep. Some people are big on twist ties, which takes longer. So I'm like, why am I going to so put a twist tie on? And but a lot of people have issues with using the twist tie. Or the little plastic nubbin thing. Yeah, whatever yeah what that is, is that? Yeah. So, and it, again, <laughs> it's comical because I look at things totally different now at 45 than I did at 30. And so I... Like, I go to pull the top of the peanut butter thing off and only half comes off. That other half's probably staying, right? <laughs> um, so You don't just take the whole thing off? Well, it's, let me finish. Uh, I can tell you well, there's one now down at Gotti's at Topo Texas Outfitters where I guide that has half because I didn't give a shit. And you know what's funny? There was five men in camp. No one pulled the other half off. If there was one woman, that fucker would be off immediately. Absolutely. Okay, so doesn't matter. Yes. Five men made it an because entire you, week with it on there. You half did the job. You half did it. <laughs> the, the, okay. So, if it was a half done job, yeah. where is the book of the proper etiquette of peanut butter? All their wives had the book. Yeah. So, that's, <laughs> to me, that's like, she's saying, man, I'm like, five men made it. None of us died. And that half of that thing's still on there. Now, is it laziness? 100%. Yeah. Um, but I don't give a shit because it's going to get eaten in four days and I throw it away. Just call it efficiency. It's not laziness. It's efficient because they got the peanut butter out, right? That was the <laughs> yeah. goal. Believe me, the peanut butter gets eaten. Um, <laughs> other, th other things like that. And I only bring these up because I'm making fun of men. I looked at that and thought five men survived. <laughs> was half that on there. And I guarantee if Amy was here, she'd start opening shit, making sure it was off. Nothing wrong with either one. Mm -mm. But it is funny because what, how men... Amy will not go to bed without the dishes done. Oh. Now, oh. I generally cook at, uh, for camp, and Scotty does the dishes. There's sometimes drinking starts a little. The dishes ain't getting done. Probably not getting done in the morning either. Um, maybe some funk on it by the time we get done, but no one cares. No one gives a shit. But if, uh, 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 I'm so sorry, but I'm not picking on women. I'm just saying men are lazier. If a woman was in camp, sweet fucking baby Jesus, I guarantee we could go out, kill 17 animals, come back. Amy is going straight to the fucking dishes. It's going to drive her crazy, which is, is, is good, right? But it's like, how did men survive? 
Holy shit. I think that too, because my <laughs> wife is so, uh, just like the exact same thing. She's so on the ball with stuff that I, I would just like, well, we'll just do it tomorrow. Like we will go have to do something that's drive around for hours, do all these errands, do all this crap I hate to do. And we come home and there's like, we need to chop some wood for the fireplace for tomorrow. Like we already have wood for today, but for tomorrow morning, we need the wood because it's going to be snowy. And so it's like, we just need, it needs to be done. We can think ahead. And I was like, well, I, I can also wake up in the morning and just do it. And she's like, no, 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 it needs to be done But now. what if you sleep in? What if you hit snooze? What if the baby was up all night and you're exhausted? <laughs> what if it's the- a blizzard? <laughs> you no, can't go out I, there. For, for example. <laughs> oh boy. No, no. I mean, these are the things that you go on a backpack hunt with me. I would rather not. But if you did, okay, and some women backpack hunt. It's not mutually exclusive to men. There are going to be things that are critical that we're doing that are probably not critical to you. And you're going I'm to I'm going to say it's things. not a big deal. It's, yeah, it's not <laughs> right. a big deal. And right. that's just because of, uh, you know, I've spent more time on the ground. Than on, but at, being in a relationship for, for men that are too hard-headed to wrap their heads around it, for the betterment of the relationship, you should just probably suck up your pride and do what the fuck that they tell you to do because it does shorten. Because men are also most, I would say, easier at giving in. Like, ah, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, women are like, oh, More no. easygoing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'll give you a prime example. Amy ordered a door, a dog door, right? <laughs> so the dogs are so big, you had to order the whole new door. So she calls me. She says, hey, I ordered a dog door. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's super simple. And I'm like, no, no, actually, I've hung a million doors. It's not simple at all. No, no, I took the measurements. And I'm like, really? Um, I've measured that opening, and that opening is not a standard 3070. What's that mean? I'm like, that means it's not going to fucking fit. No, no, it'll fit. They said it fit. And I'm like, no, no, I'm telling you, it's not going to fit. I've done this for a living for a long time. It's not going to fit. So she immediately, and I'm like, look, I'm not mad. You took the initiative. I don't get mad at things like that. And I'm like, but it ain't going to fucking fit. No, no. I'll have Cody, um, uh, skinny coats. I'll have him do it or Cody Covey. I'm like, look, I'll hang it. Like I've hung more doors than all of those guys. I'll go hang the door. I'm just telling you, why didn't you ask for help? And generally, in, in some cases, men are lazy and they did it because the man wouldn't do it. My dad was like that. I'm not like that. If she asks me to do something, I'll do it. So I, I come home and I'm looking at this fucking crisis level situation we have to get this door to fit, which is, it's out of plumb square. It's racked out of level. I mean, one door jams off one way, one's off the other. The header's off one way, the floor's off another. So you're looking at a fucking trapezoid basically trying to hang this door. <laughs> to me, common sense would dictate don't fucking do it. Why did she? And so I'm like, whatever, she took the initiative. I don't, I don't, I'll make it work. But I'm thinking as I'm doing this, if I just magically decided to do something that she's supposed to do, when I say she in her rule book, she would have a heart attack. Oh my God, but into the world. I spent three and a half hours hanging a fucking dog door that I could have simplified by her asking me for help and I could have done in five minutes. Now, if I went to cook dinner and didn't ask her for help, she would be pissed because it was like I was insulting her that she couldn't cook dinner because that's how she likes to cook. And I brought this up the other day. I'm like, honey, if I just walked up to you and was like, hey, you don't have enough oregano and some salt in there, she would fucking stab me in the <laughs> chest. But I can be doing just about anything and she'll dive over and ch- chime in. Are you like that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's Very women. Much so. That's women. And that's 99% of women. And it's like, I'm not saying cooking is woman's work. No. That's what she wants to do. Right. right. But if I 
go over there and say, you know what, I was just watching on TV that this cook show said you need to add olive oil. She would fucking lose it. But if I'm playing with the dogs and she'll be like, I just watched what Caesar said. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, fuck me running. Let's just stop what we're doing because Caesar said it. But if I said, hey, whoever the cook was said to do this, it would be insulting her soul at a core level. I can't wrap my head around that one. It's like, how can you guys be so easy to offer up suggestions on shit? You have no idea what you're doing. But when a man offers up suggestions, you guys do take it personal. Now, this is from my lens, from what I've seen in lots of different I'm relationships. I'm just going to not say anything. Mackenzie, yeah. do you do this? So, uh, <laughs> we've been doing uh, a bunch of house remodeling. Yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. I'm, I mean, I'm not a freaking, you know, like expert, but I've done it. So I know, mm -hmm. I know what to do. It's not fun remodeling your house. That's not fun, but my wife has, will have no idea what's Zero. going on. She has her and, Pinterest ideas, right? And she'll have her phone and is YouTubing stuff. And she goes, well, this guy's doing it like this. I'm like, honey, I appreciate that. I've done this a hundred times. He's like, but he has this tool. Honey, I know. I know he has that tool. Can you, can you give me, give me five minutes? It doesn't look very good what you're doing. Okay. Let's never have my husband on this podcast <laughs> with me, okay? And that, that, that literally caused me to throw a Nalgene bottle through a fucking wall in one of my relationships because <laughs> got the air gun, the trim, I'm hanging the trim and she, uh, it's crooked. And I'm like, no, I put a level on here. It's, it's, uh, it's straight. So it, it doesn't look it will, in the end, be straight, but, but your header's out of level, so I'm putting it in as level as I can. We're going to cheat the system because we go to hang the door. The door's got far ahead of where she's thinking. The door header has to be level or the fucker's going to sit crooked, so I got to get the trim on level. Uh, and she's arguing, and I'm like, I literally just stopped, dropped a fucking nail gun, and was like, you can do this. This is your house. <laughs> you asked for my help because this is what I do for work. I'm just saying, and I'm like, I'm just saying, I'm not going to fucking help you. So then she calls me an asshole, and I'm like, that's funny, because if we're leveling out who's the asshole, you started the fucking race, right, by chiming in, and again, if I came up and were like, you're cooking that wrong, you would have a fucking heart attack. And so, we probably shouldn't get David on here. I will say, though, Amy and I can do house projects, no problem. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I'll ask her, hey, Google this shit, would you? Because I'll, I'll get to a point where I'm like, motherfucker, I don't know what you're like, especially electricity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, no. I'm, I'm like, hey, before I shock the fuck out of myself, <laughs> can you use the Googleizer? But I've done enough construction now to where um, if her mom, prime example, when I get on this meeting, her mom and, and her, her mom's husband, um, God bless him, they put these clothing racks through drywall. Um, there's different, you have the plastic little, like little anchors. And then you also have basically like a, a toggle bolt or uh, what's the other one? The wing, the Y one where you push it through. And anyway, they use that for this giant clothes rack. And I'm like, I, I walked out to Amy and I was like, this is why they will never be around when I do a project because I don't <laughs> half-ass these because yeah. they're for, your mom has shit taped to the wall. Oh my God. And so uh, her mom, I'm like, hey, you guys probably don't, want to do that you need to go figure out where the studs are go off of those oh well th then that 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 brace coming off right would be an, an eyesore mm -hmm. and i'm like it'll really an eyesore and that fucker's laying on the ground <laughs> sure as shit six days later ripped all the fucking drywall off and i'm like hey you know what you can do now Listen. you can put plywood across for a fucking anchor now like you should have done in the beginning why didn't you tell us that and i'm like oh fuck never have them at the house for a project yep. because there's a, 
It's no different than when you go to hang a door. There's really only one way to hang a door correctly. Fucker's got to be plumb level and true. Mm -hmm. Well, it is amazing how that can get lost in translation when someone dives in and doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. And the next thing you know, they're barking out order. And as a man, that is taking away the man card to a certain Mm -hmm. extent. Um, and it'd be no different than if I walked up and I'm only pointing at you because I've just said this is if you were cooking and I came up and was like, hey, bread doesn't go there. You need a tortilla. <laughs> that literally would be calling you a whore. Yeah. Yeah. But why, you do, make your own why food. do women do that? And it seems to be okay. Yeah. I think we should end the podcast on that note. <laughs> Don't and you? I love you to death. I, I think yeah. you have a meeting, Aaron. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's funny. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh,